Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And I just want to publicly tell Bert and Cindy I'm sorry. I, I, being out of town, you know, the older you get, the senile you get. Bert and Cindy were going to update us today uh, on their missions trip where we sent them. But they're so gracious. They come to the front and they could tell I'm deer in the headlights. And they said, are we still doing that today? I went, uh, and then they said, can we do it next week? So I said all that to tell you this. Bert got to wear a tie two Sundays in a row now. <laughs> That's right. Bert got, Bert got up this morning and sitting on the end of the bed. Mama can come dress us in a minute. We're going to look nice. I'm teasing, Bert. I'm teasing. Y'all stand with me and turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And then we'll look on the screen at Ephesians 3 beginning with verse 14. Fifth in our installment on the Deeper series, and we'll be speaking today about deeper roots. Not roots, if you're from South Georgia, but roots. Are you there? Say amen. Blessed is the man or the person that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For they shall be like a tree planted by the waters and spreadeth out her roots by the river. And this tree, with for all intents and purposes, shall not see when the heat cometh. Which means they're not going to be disturbed by blistering heat or drought. But her leaf shall be green. And she will not be careful in the year of drought. No anxiety, no worry, no fret. Neither shall this tree ever cease from yielding fruit. Ephesians 3 should be on your screen here. If it is, say amen. Yes? Okay. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and you, being rooted and grounded in love, Primarily, that is not speaking about love for one another. Now, of course, it includes that. It means that you being grounded in the love of God, that you live under the belief, the awareness, and the reactionary attitude of knowing that God loves you. You're rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and that you would know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge. And you might be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do. Exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in you. According to how much you allow his power to work in you. Pruning power. Chastising power healing power so God is able to do according to what is already happening in you unto him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages world without end amen you may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord father I just come before you this morning as your son and um, I want you to know that I'm humbled by the opportunity to get to preach your word these 30 years now. And this is the truth. Uh, not trying to sound self-deprecating. It's just the truth. At best, O oh Lord, I'm an unprofitable servant. 
But you, O oh Lord, are glorious and faithful and good. And I'm praying, Lord, today that you would anoint me with your Holy Spirit, that I would be able to bring truth uh, with the witness of your Spirit in such a way that it would transform us from the inside out, that we would see Christ clearer, that we would see ourselves more clearly, that we would see our responsibility and our opportunity more clearly. Anoint our eyes that we might see, O oh Lord, and let there be fruit for your namesake in our lives and in our homes. In Jesus' name, amen. God plants the tree, us being the tree. God is the one that gives us life. There would be no tree. There would be no believer. There would be no uh, opportunity were it not for God. But where you plant your roots is you. God gives us and designs us with the capacity to draw the nutrients necessary for us to be fruitful in all things. But the roots are your responsibility. Where you plant yourself. How you cultivate the soil around you. Who you allow near the working of God in your life. We are responsible. See, there are things that God does for us that we could never do for ourselves. And there are things that God will never do for us. God will never make you have a strong work ethic. God will never make you keep your word. God will never make you faithful. Faithful is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's will. It's choice. And the Christianity that we have, the, the, the eternal life that we had, is solely provided for by God. But the fruit you have is contingent upon you. Your choices, your environment, your friends, your priorities. Because every tree is the same. So how can one be full of fruit and one be barren? Well, there's seasons in our life where, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall. But if they're in the same place, in the same season, the difference in the fruit of that tree is not that God has a favorite and this one's not. It's that this one has took care of their roots. So I want to speak to you this morning uh, more of a teaching on having deeper roots. Okay? Number one, the importance of roots. The root reveals the tree. Now, I'm not a horticulturist. My wife has the black thumb of death. Anything she plants, it goes in pretty, it comes out dead. We can't grow. We can grow weeds, but I mean, we got our little garden back there, and we did get some tomato. Oh, I hope she's not hearing this. Uh, let me get back to my note. Hold on, I'll get, I'll get in trouble. And we've not done any grafting or anything like that, but I have seen people... They'll take just a root, like a twig, something, put it in a glass of water, put it something, and it just looks like nothing. But the root reveals the tree. The root determines the tree. And God has given you that initial eternal life. And Christianity is not based upon your standing in a church and saying, I give my heart to Jesus. It's did God put the root the deposit, the earnest of his spirit in you. If eternal life beats in your chest, it wasn't a decision you made. It was a deposit God gave. 
The root reveals the tree. How do you know that you are his elect? How do you know that your life is not of your own? Well, one of the ways you know is you keep coming out of stuff. You keep coming back. and cut you down to the ground. You have a stump, no beauty, no, no fruit, no limbs. And at the smell of water, you can come into church and just feel alive and little sprigs come out. We may not be pretty, but we're alive. We're alive. The root reveals the tree. The roots nourish the tree. God makes available everything that you need for life and godliness. But if you're not tapped into that, he will not force feed your Christian life. Ever. Ever. It's the desire of the believer. It's the design of the believer. It's the intention of the believer. It's the consistency of the believer. The roots, the feelers of your faith that need to touch God. They need to touch, and I'll get to this in a moment, the things of God, the, 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 the Word of God, the Spirit of God. The, the roots that reach out nourish the tree. The roots sustain the tree. It's not my faith that sustains me. It's that my feelers are tapped into rivers of living water. Living water. The Spirit, the well of the Spirit. The Bible speaks of drawing water from the well of your salvation. And now that we have two wells on our property, I understand the importance of those wells working. And you're not tapped into Christ's chapel. And you most assuredly aren't tapped into any John Wood. Your roots do not connect to anything seen, but to that which is unseen. There is a river. And the streams thereof make glad the city of God. You're tapped. The roots nourish you. And your roots can't be connected to flesh or man. And that's why I just tell you, I'm becoming that old preacher. I'm, I'm becoming that old preacher that says almost all that stuff you see on television is garbage. The, the, the stuff that passes for Christian television. These celebrities. I'm like... I'm amazed. I'm telling you, I'm amazed at the ignorance of the people that follow these celebrities. Okay? If, if he's the bridegroom and you're the bride, what kind of friend of the bridegroom would take and seek out the affections of the bride? You don't know, I'm just a voice. You don't put me on a pedestal because if you tap into me, you draw flesh. You draw carnality. That's why they stand on the stage and every message is about this world and obtaining the things of this world and the blessings of this world. And as Christians, we're not tapped into this world. We have, but it don't have us. I have learned how to abound and I've learned how to be abased. And the scripture that rings in my heart this morning is our citizenship is in heaven from whence also we look for the Lord Jesus Christ who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. If that ministry is talking about me and it's going, how it can help me and how it can help me have a better marriage and a better home, it sounds good on the surface, but this, our faith doesn't tap into Necessary, primarily what's good for us. It's how can my life honor Christ? And from that vein, 
then all those other things are added to me. Seek first the kingdom of God, not your kingdom. And if that guy's on the stage talking to you, appealing to you, telling you what you can have, be careful. All, if, if your roots are tapped into anything but Christ, the name of Christ, the honor of Christ, the glory of Christ, you're going to draw water from that well, and that well is rancid. Be very careful that you are drawing from the Spirit of God himself. I saw a preacher one time was, I just, I've walked out of more church services, y'all, and I'm not sounding, I don't think that I've got it all and I understand it all. I may not know everything, but I know when something's wrong. And this guy grabbed his Bible and he goes, oh, come down quick while it's on me. Come down quick while it's on me. And the people come running down out and he hit them with the Bible. I'm thinking, you hit me, I'll knock you down. That's, that's my first thought. And they're all falling out as he hit them with the Bible. And he got down to about two, the second person, he goes, oh, it's gone. And I'm thinking, what did you receive from him? They're not faking. Now, of course, you have some that are. There are some that had spiritual experiences. They drew from him. But it wasn't the Holy Spirit. They wanted an experience. They got an experience. And the two that didn't get it are going to come next week because they're dependent upon that God. Come to the Colosseum, healing crusade, Monday night's healing. Well, what's Tuesday night? Tuesday's Holy Ghost night. Well, what if I need healing? Well, you have to come Monday night. See, God can use me or anyone to minister to you. But I am not your source. And if man is your source, your roots are connected to imitation water. And it doesn't show up in the beginning. It shows up later on in the fruit of your life. It looks carnal because it came from the world. Fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit looks holy. And be careful. Be careful. Of everything that looks just like the world, sounds just like the world, dresses just like the world, speaks just like the world. It's so culturally relevant. Well, if it walks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck, you got a duck on your hands. And there's supposed to be something about the believer. If they stand on a stage or they minister in the, at the workplace, and when they sing or when they preach... You're not reminded of the world. There's a scent and aroma of heaven because they're drinking from a different well. I don't want to be. I don't want you to see me and think, "Oh, he's relevant. He's contemporary." Do you realize what that means? Do you know the condition of this world? And if I remind you of the current state of this world, where does that leave me? I don't want to be contemporary. I want to be otherworldly. Otherworldly. Roots reveal the tree, they nourish the tree, they sustain the tree, and they beautify and make fruitful the tree. As the roots go, so go the tree. Many trees, you'll see, have the same amount of fruit, same amount of leaves, and the next year one of them doesn't come back. For various reasons, and we'll get to those in a moment between disease and damage. 
but you can almost always trace it to the roots. Almost always. Number two, the location of our roots. Let me read this to you out of Colossians 2. And as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding with thanksgiving, rooted in the person of God, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, in Him, rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. You are to be a part of a local church. You should long to be part of a local church. You should enjoy to be a part of a local church. But don't put your roots down in a local church. Him, the person of Jesus Christ. Not teaching about Him, which is important. It's important, but it's not primary. Your roots go directly to the person. Can you imagine a baby, and I'm not trying to be crass, nursing secondhand? You say, well, that's, first of all, it's not according to pattern. That's gross and it's not effective. Exactly. Exactly. Your roots should not be tapped into, you know, I set my roots down here. Christ, the person of Jesus Christ. You cultivate the relationship through dialogue during the day, through humility of heart through the reading of the Word and the application of the Word to your life, making changes that are necessary to honor the Word. And every time you do that, your roots go down into Him, and that tree is different. That tree is healthy, that tree is beautiful, and that tree is eternal. Rooted in the Word of God. You're responsible to cultivate your heart. Four types of hearts the Bible talks about. The one that's just so hard that every time they hear the word, the, the birds of the air come and swoop in and take it before it goes under. And that's some of us in this room. We're hard-hearted, bitter, angry, mean, or just so carnal. And we come in on Sunday and go, well, ain't nothing there for me. It's because nothing gets in. Water can pour from this stage through people. It can pour from your pew. It can pour from heaven. The word of God can fall, but the heart is so hard that nothing gets through. And God will not break up your ground. You must plow your own heart. Any of y'all got any land or a farm or anything? We got wonderful track of land. But our garden, I don't know if it has the right soil. I'm going like, to dig out a foot or so and bring in a couple of dump trucks of topsoil. Because you till it up and it looks, it looks like brown red, like coffee grinds. It looks so healthy but when it dries it just looks like ground up death and I'll pour water on it and I'll you know fertilize it and well you know and what little stuff does come up these squirrels like got whistles and they come in and eat everything you can't get anything to grow but the soil is critical you have to have topsoil you have to dig past the death and you have, to put, you have to make the effort to put on top of wounds and hurts and things soil that the Word of God will fall in and cultivate. You have to get the rocks out. Many people have plants. Their faith comes up quickly. But because they didn't take the time to dig deep, it, there's nowhere for the root to go. Because when a tender root hits hard rock, it can't go anywhere else. Rocks of unforgiveness. Rocks of unbelief, rocks of immaturity. God won't 
get the rocks out for you. You have to bend down, get them out one by one, make efforts to heal relationships. You have to cultivate the garden. And then there's um, thorns, the cares of this world that come up and choke the word of God out. How can you be rooted in the word of God and live careful and anxious? You have to, you have to tear all that down. When, when they sang that song this morning, it just echoed in my heart. Nothing else matters. Well, let's take that in context. It does matter to the Lord that I take care of my family. But in comparison to my honoring the Lord, nothing else matters. You see, there shouldn't be any test. There shouldn't be any competition, if you will, in that. What matters is that our heart, we have made room. We have cultivated. We have created an environment where the devil has no access because as soon as the word of God hits our heart, that ground takes it in. There's no rocks in the way. There's room for it to grow out. And some of us, we feel stagnant because we've never dealt with the rocks or we don't take the time to weed it out. Now that's my biggest revelation. One year on the farm. Our, our rows of corn and tomatoes and peppers, it just looked so nice. Two days later, it looked like the Everglades. The Everglades. You got kudzu coming in, plants I can't even find on Google coming up. I mean, non-existent. Then it's a foot and a half tall with this long vine that chases you when you come after it. I'm like, what is this? It's the curse. And if you let it go, does it matter what kind of seed's in the ground? Does it matter if it rains or not? Nope. If you let it go, it will kill the work of God in your heart. The roots, you're supposed to be rooted not only in the person of Jesus Christ, but in the Word of God. Rooted in the Spirit of God. Well, I'm Baptist. I know. People in, in Georgia, you're born Baptist. You ain't even got to be saved. You're just Baptist. You are. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm Baptist. I didn't ask you that. Or Methodist or whatever. Well, I don't, I, you know, the Bible speaks of be filled with the Spirit. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, it still says be filled with the Spirit. Well, I just believe that the, the gifts died with the apostles. Well, they weren't the gifts of the apostles. It was the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know if it's the Lord's will. Be not drunk with... Be not unwise concerning what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. One of the reasons we're not as fruitful as we want to be is we're rooted in our own will and discipline. And where you're supposed to have clusters of grapes, you get one little bitty grape, and it tastes rancid because the Spirit of the Lord is the only agent that giveth life. Even the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Be filled with the Spirit. Well, how do I do that? By being filled with the Spirit. How do I ask? Well, I'm scared I'll get a demon. See, the devil is so wise. He'll let some of us see somebody crazy in church. You go, Lord, I don't want that. Which negates the Word of God. That's not the Lord. The Bible says, uh, if any of you, if your child was to ask you for bread, would you give him a scorpion or a snake? 
If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? I can't get a demon when I'm asking him for the Holy Spirit. Fill me, Lord, with your spirit. Fill me, Lord, with your spirit. Not the spirit of this age. Not with marketing plans and strategies for the church. Just your spirit, Lord. Any tea drinkers beside me? Who likes a lot of ice? Okay. I ask for the extra cup of ice. Because I, I like to see, because when I say a lot of ice, and they, you know, they just made the tea, it's 162 degrees, and they pour it on, and I got two little giblets floating at the top. I'm like, can I have a cup of ice? Yeah, I filled it up with ice. Yeah, well, it melted. And so I like to have a, a, cup, a lot of ice. Now, if I overfill it with ice, and you're thirsty, like let's say you're doing some jalapeno dip, you know, habanero ghost pepper chili or something, I'm not as crazy about ice anymore. I will stick my hand in the cup, scoop out. Why would you do that? Because they fill up your tea. Your tongue is doing the wave from reaction. And I sip the tea. It's gone. Like, what's the problem here? She poured the tea. I got the ice. What's the problem? Capacity. And if you will scoop out, not necessarily evil, but substitutionary things and say, now fill me. Depending on your thirst, I have been known to scoop out all the ice. Just pour what you got in here and I will drink it to satisfy and to slake the thirst. Some of us, it's not that we're filled with evil, we're just full. Could it be that God has taken those things away those relationships away, those pleasures away, so that you might have capacity. Be filled with the Spirit. And all fillings are not equal. If I have a 16-ounce cup here with two cubes of ice and a 16-ounce cup here with 32 pieces of ice, and I fill them both, those fillings are not equal. It's capacity that determines the amount. Rooted in the people of God. Love not the world. Well, Jesus was the friend of sinners. Yes, but they weren't his friends. Love not the world. I'm amazed at the people. I just do church from my house. It's just me and Jesus. Okay, so let me get this right. This is Jesus' sister. Jesus' brother. Join heirs. Or God's daughter. And God's son, I ain't got time for y'all. Just me and God. As a father, it is more important to me how you treat my children than it is how you treat me. I love you. And it's not because me and you is all that great. You are as close as I can get to God in this world. You are as close to God as I can get in this world. And this is just small stuff. There's no big sacrifice or honoring. You know why I come early here and walk around this church? Because you're here. God's daughter, God's son. I want you to know you're significant. You're important. I'm not going to wait and come in late with an entourage and leave early. Oh, the pastor's here. I come in late so no one can speak to me. How can I celebrate you if I don't see you? 
You see? I've got, I've got to be involved. I've got to, when, when these people volunteer, okay, let's just, okay, last cards. We're going to show the last two hold cards for you hold'em players. We're going to take the last two and show you. We ain't volunteering to watch your kids because they're sweet. Those crazy kids. You don't watch them. You want us to watch them. Now, some will say, well, I love, ch I know, but there's some of us, we're not doing it Yes, we do care about our children. I'm being funny, but at the same time, that's the Lord's children. That pastor, and it's a very small thing. See, there's supposed to be hundreds of these little things all the time. It's not a big deal. The church is buying me another mic. I hate this mic. I got tape stuck to the back of my head. I got the cord coming out. It moves up and down. I hate this mic. And we ordered another one, but it didn't come. Thank you, Postal Service. But I wanted to give to him because, see, that's God's son. And there are people that come to this church every Sunday, but you're not connected to people in this church. You come for you. And that's immaturity. I want you to benefit from Sundays. I want you to feed on the word of God. I want you to be encouraged. But surely, surely there's got to become a time where you're aware that the church is the family of God. We gotta connect. I want you in my home. You know, our time is limited, but our heart isn't. Rooted in the Word of God, rooted in the Spirit of God, rooted in the person of God, rooted in the family of God, rooted in the knowledge of God, rooted in the will of God, rooted in the service of God, rooted in the peace of God. The depth of our roots. Number three is determined by the type of tree we have. It's determined by the obstacles in the soil. It's determined by the size of our roots and by the tenacity of the tree. Any of you had this experience? I planted two dogwood trees last year. They're not as far as from me to Miss Sandra apart. And one of them is just doing great. And the other one looks tired. You know, you know what kind of tired I'm talking about? Like teenager tired today. I'm tired. It's the tiredest generation I've ever seen in my life. Tired. I told y'all about that guy I saw at the grocery store. He looked like death on a soda cracker. He looked so tired. He looked like he'd been rode hard, hung up wet, you know, bad. And I said, you okay, man? He said, worked a double today. I said, man, those are tough. He said, yeah, 9 to 12 and 3 to 6. Jeff, is that the double the MWA does? <laughs> Catfish doubles are five to five and midnight to five. You see what I'm saying? So, and you try to explain, anyway, it's a whole, we are the old generation. I just shake my head. And I've been in line, and you're just about to ring up, and they flip the light off. Excuse me, I'm going on break. I'm thinking, what planet am I on now, you know? So anyway, cashiers, same opportunity, different action. So back to my trees. I got one here. The soil's the same. It's not 10 foot apart. And one of it just looks so tired. It's so hard. It roots here. I can't get, I can't get nothing out. I can't. It's, pray for me, Pastor. Pray. If you were the devil, if you were the devil, and I'm attacking Mama, attack Miss Sandra, and she says, praise the Lord. He ain't winning today. 
And I tack Katrina, please, devil, please leave me alone. I'm going to ride her like a pony. <laughs> right? Okay, so here's this tree. I just, nothing's working, nothing. And the devil just pours it on. So I'm thinking if the soil's the same and the tree's the same, there is something in that other tree that does not have the will to push its roots into what this tree has done. And some of you started out with a less quality soil. Your upbringing was a less quality. Your example was a less quality. But in the kingdom of God, you are not stuck where you are planted. You can replant yourself near rivers of living water. The tenacity of the tree. I want to go deeper. I want to be more authentic, more honest, more pure. Got to hurry here. The, the health of our roots is determined by where it came from, by the nutritional condition of the soil, by how much sunshine we receive. S-O-N, sunshine that we receive. is dependent upon the fresh supply or a supply of fresh water. It's dependent upon staying in the ground. Now, I'm a person of grace. I'm a person of grace. And God will give you redos. How many of you are glad for do-overs? Okay. But other of you have been... You can't just pick up a tree and replant it over and over and over and over and over. Before long, the roots are going to go, bruh, you're killing us. And we've started over so many times and backslid and started over and we're wondering what's wrong is that you won't stay connected to the Lord. You got to stay in the ground. You got to give it time. Well, I just thought if I tuned into God that fruit would just pop up on these limbs. No. There is no, not only is there not a clearance rack in the kingdom of God, there is no time skip. Patience is developed, the fruit of patience over time. The fruit of peace is over time. The fruit of joy. you got to stay in the ground. You have to stay connected. You can't walk your way and then replant into God on Sunday and live six days. Imagine if I pulled that dogwood up, that healthy one, left it on top of the ground for six days. And on the seventh day, I put it back in the ground and got my little pail with water. Ooh, I'm watering you. I know you're happy. That tree's in shock. Jesus said, apart from me, you cannot do anything, which means anything of eternal value, of eternal fruit. you got to stay planted. If this is your church home, be a part of it. If you have, uh, don't know where you're going to serve, pick a place. Plant yourself. Plant yourself in the Word of God. Plant yourself in the people of God. Plant yourself in the person of God. And plant yourself in the service of God. The responsibility of our roots. God is responsible of the, for the life of your tree. And you are responsible for where your roots draw their life. Simply put, you determine where you are planted. You're responsible for the cultivation of your soil. You're responsible that your roots receive adequate, appropriate water and nutrients. And you're responsible for your roots. God is responsible for the fruit. We got it backwards. Ben, if you would come, please. We got it backwards. We try to produce fruit. I'm going to be patient. If it kills me. And it kills you. So we're praying and then we go, okay, patience. What's it look like on the limb? Nothing. Nothing. 
and we're trying to produce fruit and we live frustrated instead of abiding. God is responsible for the, tree, the fruit. We're responsible for the roots. Stay put. Stay near. Stay connected. And you look up on your limb and you say, I'm different today. I'm changing today. The roots of your life are your responsibility. No one else's. And finally, the glory of the roots. God designed your spiritual roots in such a way they know what to do. You put them in the ground and they go down. Notice how that's connected to kneeling and humility. It goes down, descending into greatness. God designed your roots with an insatiable appetite. If you feed it, it wants more. If you worship, it wants more. If you give, it wants more. If you read, it wants more. If you memorize, it wants more. If you serve, it wants more. The things of God are addictive in a good way. The more you feed for your, more you feed your spirit, your spirit says, give me more. Tell me more about Jesus. God designed your roots to spread the nutrients to every area of your body. God designed the work of your roots to be seen on the branches of your tree. Now let's read this text and see if it makes sense in the context of this message. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he's like a tree planted by waters and spreadeth out her roots by the river. And when the heat comes, she ain't studying it. She's not careful in the year of drought and her leaf is always green and she never ceases yielding fruit. How can one situation destroy one believer and the other one makes it through? Roots, roots, roots. You can't make the choice in the moment of crisis. You make it in the day-to-day dissension, the going down. And when the storm hits your life or the heat hits your life, it's not that it's not hitting you. It's that you're drawing, notice in that text, rivers, not river. If one brook dries up, that's okay. you got a bunch of roots going in all different directions. You're tapped into God. You've run so far into God, you're sticking out the other end. You're good. So our conclusion. Some of you here today have damaged roots. Somebody did it. I've been digging before and I would push the shovel down and I'd pull up roots and I'd go, uh-oh. And some of us have rightfully discerned that that person harmed me. Yes. But roots will grow back if you stay planted. Roots will grow back. Some of us today, others, have dug up and replanted ourselves so many times. I've already talked to you about that. And there are others that simply neglect their roots. Because there's fruit and, and leaves on the tree, they don't check themselves. Am I connected to Christ, the person? Is there a constant supply? Am I ready for the storm to come? The limbs that are visible above experience seasons, but not the roots. See, the limb will, all my trees are green now. 
and then fall will come and the leaves will turn color and then they'll fall off. I want you to catch this. This is one of the most important parts of today. Your life visible to others, your feelings, they change. Spring, summer, winter, fall. But the roots never experience a season. They just do what they were designed to do. And people can't see the root system of your life. They'll look at you when you're struggling. They'll look at you when you're unemployed. They'll look at you when you're having relational difficulty, when you're sick in your body and there's no leaves and there's no fruit. And they'll say, God left that one. And your roots say, just give me time and watch. On the surface, it may look one way, but down below, we're fine. We're fine. I am near rivers. I'm soaking up everything I need. And I will weather this storm. I will weather the next storm. No season can overcome me. And when they write you off, oh yeah, they wrote me off. That old cut down tree, nothing's coming up out of it. And at the smell of water, another stick come out, another branch come out. And say, yeah, but your stick, your, your tree ain't pretty. I'm not designed to be pretty. I'm designed to live. I'm designed to live. That's the evidence of your faith. And finally, make sure today that you are planted directly and exclusively into Christ. Make sure that the soil of your heart is cultivated and receptive to the Word of God. Drink in the water of His Spirit and live in the warmth of His countenance and favor. And everything connected to you will soon burst with new life. Don't ever worry about your tree if your roots are good. Don't ever worry about your tree if your roots are good. Don't ever worry about your tree if your roots are good. As the root goes, so goes the tree. Have you ever remembered this scripture where Jesus was the root of Jesse, or David, root of Jesse coming from that, the root? What you're saying is that lineage contains all there was, the Messiah's coming, it has it all. The root has it all. Jesus was going to come through that lineage. So the root carries everything necessary. You have within your heart the earnest of the Spirit. The earnest, the deposit, the ark of God, the wind of God. You have been reconstructed. And your life is so divine that if it's connected, it can't be destroyed. That's why it's called eternal life. Stop worrying about what the limbs look like. Take care of your roots. Y'all watched me. I finish with this. I'm done, I promise. You watched me. You watched every leaf fall off. You watched every piece of fruit fall to the ground. You watched the bark of my life dry up and you could see the disease on the surface. And it was not my character that kept me because my character was shook to the core. It wasn't my integrity that kept me because I faltered in my faith and in my words. It was my roots. It was my roots. And it's yours. It's yours. Be confident. You're the plant of the Lord. And if you trust in the Lord, 
and your hope is in the Lord, that tree makes it. So would you bow your heads with me this morning? How are you? Where are you? If you're planted in this world, your tree is not healthy. Well, my limbs are good. No, it'll show up. It'll show up in your consecration or lack thereof. It'll show up in your sanctification or your lack thereof. How are your roots? It's time for us to address this and go deeper. It's time for us to dig out. It's time for us to dig deep. It's time for us to till the garden. It's time for us to remove the rocks. It's time for us to get rid of the thorns and make our prayer. Lord Jesus, help me go deeper into you. I'm not asking you for things no more. I'm asking you for depth. I'm not asking you for possessions and lands and buildings. I'm asking you for depth. May that which is invisible in my life be greater than anything that's seen above ground. For the glory of your Son. For the glory of your Son. Deeper roots, greater fruit. Would you stand with me this morning? Israel, where are you at? Come here, buddy. Y'all welcome our new intern. Would you honor him? First of all, I love you. I love you. I want you to take your time and just pray over us and dismiss us today. sacrifice Father go with us in this week strengthen our roots in our schools at our jobs in our homes speak to us Father 